Welcome to the Lost Map Podcast. I'll be asleep by now if these dreams didn't hold me up. Wish it makes a boy out of any respecting man. I'll be your friend for a while, even if we lie sometimes. You can break the silence in my little quiet mind. Hello there, it's Pictish Trail here speaking to you from my shed on the Isle of Egg and joining me today via the internet as always, it's the co-host with the mo-host, it's Laura Doherty, do-host. <laughs> Hello, yes it's me in lovely Edinburgh and you're joining us for the June edition of the Lost Map podcast. A regular dose of gossip, that's me, and chat. That's, that's him. That's me. <laughs> From Lost Map Records. That song you just heard was Discord by Sulka. Short and sweet. I'm sure you'll agree. But that's enough about me. Um, the, sh- the song was also short and sweet. Clocking in at 1 minute 30. Bit of a brusque opener. Or is it a brisk? Brisk or brusque? Join it us be for- anything you want it to be. Join us for a game of brisk or brusque later on. <laughs> That track's from an EP that he released at the end of last year called The Front Door EP. And it came out the same year as an album he released earlier that year called Take Care. And we're selling the two records together as a bundle, a brusque bundle on the Lost Map web shop. How are you doing, Laura? Are you well? I'm not bad. I'm good. June 1st. I think it's officially summer here. Feeling glad. Taps off. Taps are... <laughs> Not, our cameras are off, yeah. so are the taps. I can assure the listener, we're chatting via webcam and neither of our taps are off yet. Taps firmly on. Taps firmly on. Don't want to get in touch with HR. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. it's good. It's been a busy month. I feel like it's flown by since we last had our last chat. We've moved into a new office space, Lost Map office space. Yeah, I've not actually I viewed mm. it. I got to see it. We're in out of the blue drill hall in Edinburgh. I probably shouldn't give the direct address, should I? Because people just go in and nick stuff. Mm, it's locked. It's got, oh, a it's, good, locked. it's got a lot of good security. Okay. Well, good. But we might do, we might do a thing at some point. Because they do, it's a really cool space. I don't know how many people have been before for a lot of the exhibitions and things that they put on. But there's a, a cafe there. They do regular markets and stuff. Mm. And maybe we'll get involved and you can see our faces. Do people want to see more. our faces? I don't know. <laughs> not not ours, but Kate's for sure. Yeah, Kate will be Kate's there. Kate's lovely face. Licking stamps. You can go and maybe we should set up a webcam to make sure that she's actually doing... <laughs> The work that she's meant to be doing in the Lost Map office. Kate runs the web shop, which we run from the Lost Map office in Edinburgh. Yeah, I only visited it when we were sort of looking to see where we could store our stuff. We were based in a different office beforehand and we've just got too many records now, so we've had to upgrade. Do you have a storage solution that could maybe be solved by a slightly bigger office space? Let us know and we'll cover it next month on Office Space. I wish I was in an office. I like this is my office. I'm in like my little shed. I don't have anyone to have banter with. Don't have anyone to have lunch with. I just have to have lunch by myself. With the chickens? No, the chickens have gone. I got rid of the chickens. Keen-eared listeners might have been able to tell that there hasn't been as many chicken interruptions on the podcast over the last few months. <laughs> They're not dead, but we just moved them to a different part of the farm. 
to be honest, I, I didn't mind them clucking whilst I was recording the podcast. It was the shitting inside the house that I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't as keen on. Bit of chick chat from John Lunch. Summer is kicking off. Got some festival stuff happening in the next week. Got to do some rehearsals with the band. It's been only like a couple of months since I last played a show. The confidence has already dwindled. I'm all already like, you can't do this. You don't know what you're doing. Get him while he's weak. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see me at my absolute most inconfident, please come to Eden Festival <laughs> in Dumfries and Gallery. No, I'll have a few rehearsals under my belt by that point. So I'm sure confidence and the booze will be kicking in. Mostly booze. Mostly booze. Right, what's on the podcast this month? We've got an interview with Susan Bear about her upcoming album, Alter. And uh, we welcome new roster newbie LT Leaf with their first gig, Worst Gig. And as per bloody usual, there's also the latest releases from Postmap Club. Johnny? Yeah? What the bloody hell is bloody Postmap Club? What the fuck is Postmap Club? (laughs) Postmap Club, Postmap Club, Postmap Club, it's a very nice club. Postmap Club. Postmap Club. Postmap Club is a very nice club. What's going on? What's going on? Here? Well, oh, I thought it. I thought it made for a very change. It may be good if I did a dramatic reading of the jingle. Yeah, was that in the style of but, Alabaster de Plume or something? Well, inspired by you know, without any, getting any sort of Ed Sheeran sort of courtroom drama about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm guessing from your reaction, maybe it's not what you expected, and it's not very upon reflection, no. it's not very no, it's not very informative. Just skip but, to okay. the skip to the end. Postmap Club is our monthly membership club. Every month, members receive two or three postcards sent out by us to you through the post. Not only do these postcards look beautiful, <sighs> but they contain download codes linking you to the new releases from the label, featuring brand new singles, exclusive tracks, remixes, rarities, live sessions, all from the Lost Map Collective. Postmap Club is also the new home of our residency project, Visitations. Visitations. Where we invite artists to spend a week writing and recording on the island. We now send this finished result out to you once it's done. A little postcard from the Hebrides. <laughs> what <laughs> A little postcard from the Hebrides. From the Hebrides. From the Hebride. Little missive. <laughs> when you sign up, you get a bumper pack of postcards along with a membership badge. Postmap Club members get access to exclusive content like live stream gigs and sessions, a monthly newsletter from Pictus Trail. Hi. Exclusive merchandise, a reusable discount code that gives you 15% off anything in our web shop and 10% off anything on our Bandcamp. Mm. There are currently three tiers of membership starting at just £3 a month. £3. All three tiers get exactly the same stuff. The only difference is that if you pay more, you get a slightly bigger badge. Postmap Club is a nice way for you to support what we do as a label. If you enjoy this podcast and you like the music that you hear, then join the club. There's also a digital-only subscription and an annual gift membership option. And if you'd like to get more info on becoming a member or gift memberships, then head to lostmap.com forward slash club. In conclusion, it is a very nice club. Oh, it is a very nice club. And if you remember, we do appreciate you being part of our club. It's almost like we've got to know you, despite the fact that we've been the only ones talking for the last batch of episodes. You're very quiet as members, but that's fine. Let us do the talking. We feel like we know you. It's like those couples that just, they just sit in the restaurant. They don't even need to talk anymore. That's us. You just sit back. We're the cheery waiters that are just like, chat, chat, chat. So what is in the Postmap Club mailbag this month? Well, we've got three postcards for you. The first of which is by our Edinburgh synth-pop duo Maranta. Callum Govan and Gloria Black are the two members of Maranta and we've released a couple of postcard singles from them over the last six months. The first of which was a track called Stop Pretending. We did another track a few months later called My Man. And this new track, Our Love, is the first little taster of music from a, an EP that we'll be releasing later on this year. Ooh. Maranta are a really engaging live act. We had them perform at our 
Humbug event at the end of last year and they're performing again later on this month as part of the Hidden Door Festival and well yeah you've seen them before haven't you Laura? Yes! I felt like every track that they had had a different visual element so they teamed up with a Edinburgh based mask making collective called Vomiton and so they had these different giant masks come out for was it every single track there's a different one it was amazing! It felt like that I mean I was quite at Humbug I was quite drunk by the time that they performed because they were on last (laughs) but (laughs) it felt like there was a different character that emerged throughout the performance and for this thing that they're doing at Hidden Door Festival they're doing it within a space where there's going to be projections and there's set pieces in addition to the costume stuff that's happening yeah so there's going to be a really immersive audio visual experience I think it's happening on Thursday June 9th I believe are you going to go? Uh, I'm not, because I'm not going to be in the country. Oh yeah, of course, you're going to be away. You're a primavera, aren't you? going to be eating custard tarts, thinking of you guys. I might have a custard tart in your honour, but at Hidden Door Festival. <laughs> so if you're at Hidden Door Festival, I'll be the fat guy with a custard tart on his chin, <laughs> with his taps and dancing to Our Love by Miranta. Let's have a little clip of that now. Fizzy Pop was Maranta with Our Love. Our next track is a reworking of Jenny Moore's from Jenny Moore's Mystic Business, He Earns Enough. It's a remix by Hiro Ama, who is an electronic artist based in London and is the drummer with Tellyman. Let's have a listen to his very summery, jazzy version of He Earns Enough. second release in this month's Postmark Club. It is a remix of He Earns Enough by Hero Ama. Yeah, uh, full disclosure, we did pay Hero and I think we paid him enough. There'll be more from Jenny this year. Her new EP, The Piano Tapes Volume 1, will be available to pre-order later this month. Volume 1 of how many though? There could be a full compendium of volumes, couldn't there? Mm. There could just be like an endless sort of encyclopedia of volumes of piano tapes from Jenny. As far as I'm aware, she's only recorded volume one. But, you know, in her mind, in, in a little mind library, you can you can imagine, like, tears and tears and tears? Is that, is that, is that how libraries work? It's an emotional library. <laughs> yeah. What am I crying about today? <laughs> Let's start at A and then um, work our way up. Ah! <laughs> volume one, 
you're right, available to pre-order later on this month. There's actually a track from Piano Tapes Volume 1 included on this month's postcard as well, a track called Hotel Room. So there. So yeah, you've heard two clips there of tracks from this month's Postmap Club mailbag, and there'll be another third postcard to come later on in this episode. If you'd like to hear that music in full, you should join Postmap Club, and you can do so by going to lostmap.com forward slash club. On to this week's main interview. We've got an interview today with my good friend, Susan Baer. Susan Baer is a very talented multi-instrumentalist and producer and just all-round decent human being and lovely collaborator. She's uh, played in my band, Pictures Trail, for a good like six or seven years now. When was 2016? That's six years ago, isn't it? That's yeah, insane that's, to me. Yeah, that's maths. Yeah, yeah that is... Um, but I've known Suze before then because she was in Tough Love and she played with Monogonon and yeah, just creator and collaborator of so many of my favourite tunes. And she's recorded a brand new album under her own name and it's called Alter. It's out this month and you can pre-order it from the Lost Map website. We sent Suze a whole bunch of questions about her life in music to date thus far and about the making of her brand new album. Hello, it's 11.14 where I am and where I am is in Glasgow in my studio and today I have eaten some porridge, I've had three cups of tea, I have done some emails, I've listened back to some mixes I did yesterday to check my ears weren't tripping and that they sound okay, they do sound okay and I have been to the gym because I'm trying to get shredded for summer. started making music super young when we got a family computer with pirated software and then I was really lucky to have a formal music education. started playing piano when I was really young and then picked up other instruments along the way. I started playing in bands when I was at school and also recording them using a mini disc player to record drums and a tape player to record vocals and then Adobe Edition to put it all together and played my first gigs as a guitar player and singer when I was about 14 or 15 and then at university I met some really nice boys called Zach and Fraser and we started a band called Bender Defender and we did all sorts of cool stuff. It was a really fun first proper proper band project. I really enjoyed that. And while I was doing Bender Defender, I was doing something called Alpine Ski Champion on the side. So I was kind of producing electronic music just for myself as imagining that there was a game character called Alpine Ski Champion that I was making a soundtrack for. So it was kind of like game music for no game. And then when Vendor Defender stopped, I met Raph and we formed Tough Love and released records with the help of Johnny Lunch. We played loads of gigs. We played Barrowland, Roundhouse, every music festival under the sun and had really cool success on radio and stuff like that. And I recorded, mixed and produced all of our stuff on a hyper low budget in my, at the time, bedroom studio, which is now a fully kit out studio. And then after that stopped, I started working doing theatre sound so like theatre sound design and composition, writing music and making sound for theatre productions and also helping other artists with production and recording. I've also toured the world as a drummer and actor in a theatre show called What Girls Are Made Of. Yeah, that was mad. We could have toured Brazil and America and things like that. Recently, I wrote some music for a game, produced and recorded stuff for early Martha Fionn, Savage Mansion, played loads of gigs with Pictus Trail like Green Man, Glastonbury, and helped with the live electronics in his set. And most recently, co-wrote and produced a song with Kareen Polwart, which was a real joy to work on. So yeah, over the years, I've done lots of stuff and there's been lots of variation in my music work life, which I really love. And the reason I make music to begin with is just because it's a total obsession. When I was young, I used to record every idea I ever had on the family computer. And then we quickly ran out of hard drive space. Sorry, mum on the computer and I'm, I'm still kind of the same I still record kind of most ideas that I have 
uh, and they sit in my computer eating up hard drive space until I revisit them three years later <laughs> and work on them properly. And while I was doing all the above things, like theatre and Tough Love and Vendor Defender, I was kind of in the background making music for myself, like solo Susan music under various names, like on SoundCloud, and then released some stuff as Good Dog, the album Creature, and then decided to change Good Dog to Susan Bear, which is just my actual name. The songs I make as myself and kind of for myself are like, I guess, journal entries, kind of my way of making sense of things around me and experimenting with production styles. And this project, it gives me a chance to do whatever I want, whereas in other areas of my music work life, I work under restrictions and with other people's creative opinions, which I also really enjoy. But it's pretty liberating to be able to make all the choices myself and be totally free to do whatever I like. So it is a solitary process. But I like it because I, I so often do collaboration. album Alter was recorded here in my studio in Glasgow over the last four years or so. I'm not really one for sitting down and writing a batch of material for this project. It's more like things come in dribs and drabs when I feel like it and it's a real passion project for me. I make things I, I want to listen to for myself which is maybe kind of selfish but it's also super liberating to have total control and to not having to be thinking of an audience or who's going to listen. I also think it makes me a better collaborator when I am doing collaborative stuff as I've got this outlet where I just get to do whatever the heck I want in any production style. And the songs in Alter, kind of similar to Creature, my last album, which came out in May 2020, I still think of as journal or diary entries. They mark a point in time for me. That's one of the things about writing and recording over a long time span that I love. I remember how I felt or what I was thinking when I hear the recording back, like the finished recording. So in a way, they're all kind of demos. And a lot of the time I'll start an idea when I have one and leave it for ages to settle. And that might be like a year and then go back to it and I'll be listening back to it with fresh perspective and kind of build on the music and ideas from that. And I really like getting to do that. For these recordings that make up Alter, for me, it's not about perfection or polish. It's about authentically getting down on paper what was in my head, like in the song... Alexandra, track nine. It's the first take of a wee piano song I played and sang at the same time. I think there's a wee mistake in it, but generally for this project, I don't mind mistakes. It's about authenticity. And I think in loads of areas of music, perfection is really valued and everything needs to sound perfectly quantized, tuned, edited. And I actually did sit down and mix these 10 songs that make up Alter. Whereas for Creature, I didn't do that. And sitting down and mixing a batch of 10 songs when i chose chosen which 10 were going to go in the album was quite a cool experiment for me. And it probably does help the album sound a bit more polished. And the idea of going into a bigger studio and recording a batch of songs in a one over a week or doing a process like that, I don't find super appealing for this project. They might end up sounding more similar or together as an album if I did that but for me it would take the connection out of the songs for me I mean maybe I'll try it one day but yeah as I was saying before I really like recordings being a timestamp and the timestamps being kind of all over the place so I alters a mixture of me authentically expressing myself a wee production experiments that mark a moment in time and kind of a pure creative outlet and me actually trying to make an album this time which I've never actually done before as myself and I, I'm really proud of the whole thing the album the whole thing is about you know blah 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 change and I think even by making this album I've grown in certain ways so that feels really nice and cool Mario Golf 2, I think this one came out well and I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. 
started off as an acoustic guitar song only. It was just acoustic guitar with nothing else. And then I totally re-recorded it and wanted to change the vibe of it from being kind of laid back acoustic, which it still kind of is, to something else. I don't normally do that. I don't normally record like a demo version of something and then re-record it and turn it into something else. Normally the first idea sticks or I'll build on that. But I turned it into a kind of lullaby, then big messy fuzzy thing. And the song is about, I used to get night terrors as a kid. I still have pretty mad dreams And I weirdly have more memories about the video games I played when I was like a child and teenager than I do about actual events in my childhood, which is really odd. I was trying to remember some things about when I was younger last year and I just had a total blank spot in my memory. I know memory is odd and like you're, you're not always meant to remember everything and you kind of recreate memories like they are stories in your head. But yeah, that was pretty strange. So I made a song about it. Alexandra, it's kind of a self-explanatory wee track if you listen to it, but I guess no one's heard the album yet. But you will soon on June 10th. It's a wee gentle nighttime piano song. It's also kind of sleeping related like Mario Golf 2, about not being able to turn your brain off the moment you go to sleep. But in the day when I'm focused on like complex tasks, I, I love a good task. I don't feel as anxious. Basically, the busier I am, the happier I am. Give me space to think, even like 30 minutes before falling asleep and I will have a miniature mental breakdown. Does anybody else have this text in? So this was the first take of the recording and I liked it. So I kept it and I used that as the final version. Sometimes when I'm trying to sleep My mind wanders into a place where I don't track Sorry, which is track 7, started off as a wee silly production experiment. It barely has any words or lyrics, but yet, the thought behind it, I was thinking about saying goodbye to your younger self and giving a wee apology to my younger self for not being nicer to myself. Does that make sense? Like, it's easier to think about your younger self and be like, oh my god, I was such an idiot, fuck's sake, Suze. But I didn't have all the info I had now, I didn't have all the tools And I am the way I am now because of all the experiences I've ever had. Anyways, I wanted this to sound kind of pithy and pathetic sonically. And I have definitely achieved that. I was also playing around with swinging groove and programmed drums, which I hadn't done loads of before. This song is from like 2017, I think. It's from ages ago, but I kept going back to it because there was something I liked about it. I actually thought it was rubbish and then I played it to my girlfriend she was like oh this is good and I was like cool I'll keep working on it then normally I use my own intuition to decide whether to keep working on something but not this time Last track on the album, New Ghost. I'm glad that one's last in the album because it kind of represents what the whole damn thing's about. Rebirth when something ends. And my original thought for this song, whenever I've experienced grief for someone dying, I think the only way I've been able to deal with it in my mind is imagining that person with a new life as a new ghost. Uh, So having a nice time exploring the world for the first time is something different. I know that sounds probably insane. I think someone not existing anymore is really difficult for humans to deal with because it's just such an unfathomable thing. It doesn't happen anywhere else in any area of life. If you fall out with your friend, they're still going to be there. They're still alive. You know, you can't never speak to them again. And yeah, I totally understand why people believe in the afterlife. And I suppose that's my own wee version of an afterlife. But I'm, I'm not religious, probably agnostic or whatever. Maybe there's something 
going on above our understanding. Anyways, this is a gentle electronic-y one and it kind of floats away at points and I, I like the production of it. It represents the album well, I think. Also, aside from human death, uh, New Ghost is about what I said right at the start, which is whenever I've been faced with change out with my control in life, I've freaked out a bit. But I'm learning to embrace that because not all change is utterly catastrophic. And if you can harness the power of change, that's cool. Because all the best moments in my life really have been transitional points or when something's changed. Again, not talking about human death, but sometimes I need to choose the ending of something so that another thing can begin. Okay, that was New Ghost by Susan Bayer, taken from her current album, Alter, which is out this month on Lost Map Records. It's been pressed on Ecomix Blend vinyl, 12-inch vinyl, which you can purchase from the Lost Map web shop or from our band camp. The Ecomix is like a collection of scraps from the manufacturing floor at the pressing plant, all lovingly squeezed together into a special audio pancake 
and uh, <laughs> squished within an inch of its own life. But it doesn't affect the audio quality, it sounds, and looks really beautiful. I really enjoyed that interview with Suze. It was really nice, wasn't it? Really good insight into her summer bod, as well as the upcoming <laughs> album, as well as being... Pfft. I mean, her CV is astonishing on all the different things that she's done. I forgot about the theatre tour as well, where she went to Brazil with Cora Bissett. That was... I mean, that was pre-lockdown. I t- forgot about that. Yeah, me too. It's she's a, incredible she's a stage star. She's yeah, she was an actor. She was playing the part of uh, Dolores from The Cranberries yeah. in that, which I didn't. I never actually got to see it. I've seen it twice. I've seen it for you, Johnny. I wanted to go and see um, it, and uh, Sue's put me on the comp list one performance when it was doing its first run in Edinburgh, and then, then I got in touch with her saying, all right, when when's it start? And she was like, oh, actually, sorry, I couldn't put you on. It sold too many tickets. So I didn't, I was going to see it. I thought you were going to have like a really good story about, oh, sorry, Ian McKellen came instead. I thought there was going to be like a, like an Edinburgh Fringe story where you're going to be like, sorry, someone extremely famous turned up, but, but no. David Lynch turned up from the film festival (laughs) and nabbed my comp, the prick. That's a much better story. I mean, there is an actor called John Lynch, but I felt like he's maybe a little bit too niche for a (laughs) podcast of this calibre. He was in Sliding Doors. He was in Sliding Doors, that's right. Yeah, so the actor, Susan Bear, her new album is out (laughs) now. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, she has got a really impressive CV, all those different bands that she plays with, the Pastels, she's played with Tracy Ann, Danny, and so many Lost Map acts that she's played with and collaborated with and depth for. Thanks to Suze for doing that interview there. Now back to our main programming and yes... Due to popular demand, first gig, worst gig has Yay! returned. Woohoo! Is it exactly the same though, Johnny? It's not quite is it the same. Maybe a little bit of a rebrand. So our contestant this month is a brand new signing <laughs> to Lost Map, a Canadian artist uh, who goes by the name LT Leaf, and uh, they very much entered into the spirits of the of the section of the show, first gig, worst gig. But they decided, in their own inimitable Canadian style. Uh, to call it First Show, Worst Show, which sounds like a David Bowie section. <laughs> first Show, Worst Show. <laughs> so sit back, relax, listen to LT Leafs. First Show, Worst Show. Excuse me. First Kick, Worst Kick. I'm LT Leaf. It's really nice to be here in podcast land telling you the gripping tales of my first show and my worst show. So the first show that I remember is quite a vivid memory, um, and it's from when I was maybe three or four years old, and my dad was playing in his cover band at the elementary school where he worked for like a family dance situation. Um, And I remember being so excited that I got to wear a cool outfit and just like dance around with all these other kids who were older and cool and by older I mean like seven eight to like 12 years old maybe (laughs) and I also remember being very obsessed with winning they had like devised all of these like dancing contests um where there were prizes and I remember being like a bit obsessed with those (laughs) like paying more attention to winning prizes than to making friends so competitive nature um at a young age don't know if I won any prizes. I don't think so. <laughs> but I think I got a good little wee chat about how winning prizes isn't the only thing that matters. So there you go. My worst show, I actually don't have any truly bad memories of shows. I think probably my actual worst shows were just boring ones that I've forgotten about. Yeah, I'll tell you the story of maybe my favorite memory of a show that was like a bit absurd or had the real potential to go awry. So that was when I was in my early 20s. Um, I had booked this tour for my band at the time to go through kind of from my hometown in Canada down the coast to California, mostly because I thought it was really cool to tour to the States. It was really fun time. But yeah, I had booked the whole thing off using MySpace. I don't know that there's really an equivalent of what that experience was like. Basically just like I would like make friends with bands in the area and then kind of just like make friends with their friends 
but just all off the internet. That show is one that I had booked through somebody that I'd never met, and it was one of their friends. So the only information I had about the show was the address. When we got to the city, this like small city in California, we were like driving driving around. We actually never went into the city following this address. We were like kind of on the outskirts. There was nothing around except for this like arcade slash amusement park. And we were like, uh, is this where we're playing? <laughs> like, what is this show? Um, but we pull up and like the whole thing is closed. It's closed to the public, but there are all of these posters advertising the dry graduation party. So like basically the party where all of the kids can go to like encourage them not to just be getting drunk in a park somewhere. Yeah. So we're like, okay, cool. But yeah, it turned out that it was just us and one other band who is comprised of high school students um, and that they had put the this, this show together. Uh, and we like, we played inside of the arcade and like basically in the tiny side room where they would have held like the children's birthday parties. And basically none of the students watched or cared because they were all obviously outside on the go-karts. Like, what else would you be doing? So yeah, we just played to the other band who were incredibly charming. Um, we got paid in arcade games and unlimited arcade pizza. What? Um, <laughs> the whole tour, we had just been kind of staying with other bands as we rolled. It was the first time we'd really toured. Um, we didn't want to spend money on accommodations. So just like our plan, our big plan was always just to like make friends with other bands and then sleep on their floors. But obviously at this show, all of the members of the bands were like 17 and lived with their parents. Like when we brought it up, just as like, oh, do you know somewhere cheap or something we could do? Like this kid in the other band was like, oh, you can totally stay in my garage. It's like carpeted. It's heated. You'll be safe there. Um, and we're like, oh, OK, do you want to like maybe call your mom and ask? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll call my mom. Um, so his mom was like, OK, yeah, sure. That's that's fine. But meanwhile, like we were having a really good time at the arcade. Everyone was hanging out. It was like getting on later and later. So maybe like 1.30 a.m. She called him back and was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't know these people. They're a little bit older. They're from Canada. I'm just like not comfortable with this situation. So like he felt terrible. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, it's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And my whole band being like, WTF? <laughs> Why? Like we need to find somewhere to stay. <laughs> But yeah, so the kid, like, he was like, oh, I'll sort you out, I'll sort you out, don't worry, don't worry. Um, I'll be back in half an hour. So he drives off. My band is getting increasingly grumpy at me for, I think maybe this is why I remember it as the worst show. My band was so grumpy with me. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. I had organized just this thing that was very haphazard. So yeah, he turns up half an hour later um, and is like, okay, I'm ready, follow me. And we're like, okay. So we hop into the van and we're like, we follow him like back through the town to the other side, out into the outskirts again to this like park where there's this big tree and like a playground. <laughs> then he stops the car and he's like, okay, you'll be safe here. You'll be safe here. You'll be safe here. And then um, opens the trunk of his car and um, it's just filled to the brim with all of the bedding from his mom's house, which he then proceeds to take out and like lay out underneath the tree in this like perfect little squirrel bed. Um, <laughs> it was like kind of a vibe, like he was tucking us in, like we all like like cuddled up there under the blankets. He's like, are you comfortable? Are you going to be okay? And we're like, yeah, yeah, this is great. This is so great. And then, <laughs> and then he just gives us this four liter jug of Arizona iced tea. It's the icing on the cake. Yeah, we survived the night. It was indeed safe, as promised. Yeah, that is probably one of my personal favorites of all time. But if you were to take a poll of all of the bands I've ever booked shows for, that might be up there on the list of worst shows, just in terms of band stress levels.
That was First Show, Worst Show with LT Leaf. And you just heard a track by them called The Best. But yeah, we certainly didn't hear the best there, did we? I mean, that sounded like a horrific experience, I thought. The first show, worst show. As somebody who doesn't necessarily gig, I was waiting for the worst show to kick in because free pizza, arcade games, being made to feel like a little squirrel. There's so many good things. Sorry, I almost went into my Canadian Canadian accent there. there. I went a little bit Canadian there. Oh, wow, that's good. I mean, I spent two years there, Johnny. It kind of creeps in in occasionally. Mm. Right, do the rest of it in Canadian accent then. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was it. You found it to be quite an endearing tale. Absolutely. And obviously we can understand Leaf maybe felt similar to what I did and was you'd be more worried about your bandmates in, in this situation. But God, it sounded great. It sounded like a coming-of-age film. I could write that in a script, have it as a feature, for sure, for sure feature. <laughs> It'd be an amazing watch. Sundance. I don't know. That sounds, like, that sounds like a horror film to me, the whole experience. Like, I know as someone who fronts a band and then has to worry about the, the well-being of different band members and all that sort of stuff and panic that you go into when you see someone in your band not having a good time. I can totally relate to Leaf's feelings there. But yeah, having also been a band member in a situation similar to that where you don't know what's happening and you've had a few beers and then suddenly you're in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, a harrowing account. Fair enough, actually. (laughs) Uh, that track, The Best, was taken from a postcard, which is out as part of this month's Postmap Club. There's three tracks on that postcard, and they're a little taster of an introducing tape. We're releasing some more music by LT Leaf later on this year, and we wanted to introduce their sound to your ears with a tape, a compilation tape, which is coming out in the next month or so. It's called Introducing LT Leaf, and yet yeah, contains some of the tracks that are on this month's postcard, as well as some extra live session stuff and unreleased tracks that they've recorded over the past 10 years. So I feel like you're going to get to know Leaf pretty well over the course of the next month with this tape and then this little interview we've just heard. I feel we've got what quite else a is there to be said? What else is there to yeah. be said? That's the end of their career. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can steadily make our way towards the end of today's show. Laura, thank you for joining me. Oh, any time, every time, I almost said, every time, Johnny. No, any time. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Um, I get very lonely and um, it's been quite a mad month trying to get my head used to the fact that I'm not on tour. But I am on tour this month. I'm looking forward. I'm back on the road. (laughs) You can catch me at Eden Festival. I'm playing Long Division Festival. And then I'm coming back home and I'm panicking about... Ah, Big gig. Island Family Gathering, which is happening at the beginning of July. Ooh, looking forward to seeing some people. The next <laughs> the next podcast that comes out, well, yeah, we'll, we'll be on the island. We will be on the island. So to close out, I think we'll play a track from Emma Cooper, who we had on our previous episode. Emma came over to the Isle of Egg last year and recorded for our Visitations project. And the cassette tape version of her, the music that she made, is going to be released this month. And we've got a little bit of exclusive news, actually, about anyone who's already pre-ordered the tape already will also receive an exclusive, an exclusive Visitations Pink Pencil. Ooh! That's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yeah, so this is a track from Emma Cooper's Visitations release. You can also hear this if you sign up to Postmap Club. If you sign up any point during the month of June, you'll also receive all the postcards that we put out during May. You can do so by signing up to lostmap.com forward slash club. Okay, cool. We'll catch you soon. I hope you're feeling good today. It would be so nice to you say that. You're going to be all right. Something about your brain It always seems to find a way to feel bad And stress you out The world really makes things tough You know it's really not your fault But we have to be brave sometimes 
Just make it sometime.